Hey guys, I'm Marcus. And I'm Abel. And we are Two Men and a Romance Novel. So, the basic concept of the show is we will be suggested a romance novel, and then we read the first and last chapters of the novel, and then we come on here and we try to hypothesize what we think happened in between. So, just for context, our wives wind up picking the romance novel. My wife writes uh, clean romance. My wife just enjoys it, typically in shows, but she's been getting into some romance novels, especially of Marx's wives. We have no real background, and we want to throw out a disclaimer that we are not the target audience for these books. We will be making fun of them and taking kind of jokes, because obviously, clearly, we don't fully understand what's going on, as we don't have the same sensations, we don't have the same things, but we are not making fun of the authors. And if you want to know how these books actually go, um, as we only read the first and last chapter, please go pick up the book, please go support the authors. Absolutely. Book we'll be looking at today is Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. So, Marcus, why don't you go ahead and give us a, a brief rundown of the first chapter? Okay, so we're getting into this one. It starts out with Naomi, who is our main character here and immediately gets mistaken for her twin sister, who clearly has a bad reputation. Obviously, spoiler warning for the first and last chapters of the book. Why don't you go ahead and give us a summary of the first chapter? Okay, jumping right into it. Your main character here is Naomi, who walks into a coffee shop and just immediately gets mistaken for her twin sister, who clearly has a bad reputation in this town. And the way she described her is she looks like her if she had had, like, ten years of partying and suntanning on her skin. Way more haggard looking. So she has to clear that up with the coffee shop owner, eventually orders her coffee, and in walks this massive, as they describe it, Viking-looking man just towering over her. And she is straight up just not in the mood to deal with him, not in the mood to deal with the crap, and he obviously is coming in to talk to her twin sister, Tiana, or Tina. 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 Yeah. Her twin sister, Tina. He's getting all, you know, braided with her. He's getting really mad, getting pushy, and she's just not having it. Um, eventually the, the shop, coffee shop owner, Justice, clears things up a little bit, and as she walks out, she learns that her car has been taken, and after a little bit of back and forth, she winds up agreeing to go with the big Viking-looking man named Knox. Clear she has attraction to it, as it says many times in the first chapter, that she is very attracted oh, to this gentleman. my goodness, is she? Oh my gosh. To the, to the tune of there, there are like moments where it, it almost gets awkward as a guy just like, I didn't know you could touch that and turn a woman on moment. <laughs> but g- digressing along the lines, she eventually, you know, after some bickering back and forth, agrees to go with Knox. And then we jump right into the last chapter from just her having this introduction, a mild attraction to all of a sudden... We switch perspectives in the last chapter to, to Knox, the, the Viking man. And the last chapter opens with him beating the crap out of some guy on the floor while Naomi is unconscious and Naomi's niece, Wele, is like sobbing over her. Isn't someone bleeding out in the corner too? I think so. I think I think there, maybe. There's so much that just there, happens. There's, there's a lot that happens and without, and without context. You're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Because as this goes, uh, Naomi wakes up. 
and then a gunman shows up for like half a second and gets shot by Knox's brother Nash, who we gather later is a police officer, and who shot him with his right hand, even though it's a non-dominant hand, which I guess is significant for some reason. Some someone named Lucian shows up and is, you know, helping them out, or was already there and was helping them out. Anyways, there's just a lot that happens right there. Knox is apparently very glad that obviously very glad that Naomi is alive and that Wele is okay. So I guess there have been some bonding there before. And he is like, wait, I'm gonna throw you a massive birthday party. And he's like, I'm going to marry you, Naomi. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And then the other police show up and they kind of get questioned for a while. And TLDR, there was some kind of flash five that Tina and this guy named like Duncan Hugo, I think was his name, were with like some sort of list. I guess they're criminals. No, no idea. Also, sidebar with the fact that Clearly, there's at least two civilians there that were in this, what I'm assuming is a massive gunfight, as they described, there was a trail of bodies leading to them. Yeah, yeah, I think they come and in afterwards, and, because... Nobody gets arrested, just because, you know, I guess Knox's brother is a cop? It's, yeah, it, again, without context, it's really, really interesting. <laughs> but we find out that there was this, this flash drive with, I guess, a list of names and addresses that... Tina and Duncan were were needing for some kind of criminal activity. I don't, again, we don't know exactly. And Wele had uh, not only hidden it from her her mom, Tina, but had also like made a copy and had uploaded to the library servers. And so that's about where it ends. You know, there's a bunch of other touchy conversation that happens, but you know, just your typical, like, I'm so happy you're okay. Oh, we're going to have a great life together. Oh, you're going to have a hard time yeah, once this girl... Yeah, fairy tale ending. Yeah, yeah. You're going to no. have a hard time once, once this girl you're going to raise starts dating. Ha, ha, ha. But I guess to add context, Wele is Naomi's niece. Yes. And Tina's daughter. Tina's daughter. So Tina, again, being the the evil twin, as they describe her. So Wele is Tina's daughter and Naomi's niece, who I guess throughout this... At some point, Naomi had started taken care of, and Knox had kind of jumped in with that and you know, develop something of a fatherly bond. There's also hints throughout this that Knox had left them for some reason. Or they uh, were separated or they were for some s- reason. Yes, separated. Yeah. Probably some, some romance fight. Um, romance fight, that's a <laughs> Probably some fight that they had uh, <laughs> caused them to, you know, to, for, your, your typical, you know, drama. They have a fight, they split up for a while, but they reconcile in the end type deal. Um, romance mo- fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, it, you're most, right. Most... Most right. romances have a thing where they fight, they break up, and then they get back together. Oh yeah, no, I just I'm I have a new phrase to use when people do that now. Oh, I'm sorry, did you have a romance fight? <laughs> so yeah, that's the basic, you know, spark notes of the the first and last chapters. Do you want to start with your theory of what happens, or do you want me to start? You go ahead and start, and I'll probably spring off of what you've got. Okay, in for context for everybody, when I looked at this at least on uh, the Kindle version, it's like 500 pages long. So this is like a stupid long book. So there's a lot that probably happened that we're going to miss. But So what I think is happening is she gets into Knox's car. You know, he ref- she referenced something about the police station. So I think that's how we meet Nash for the first time. I think mm. she winds up going to the police station with Knox. They figure out that her car probably lifted by tina i would yeah. almost bet tina stole her oh, yeah. sister's car oh yeah like she's she's a terrible human being you know they wind up trying to have to track down tina so because uh t- the reason 
that Naomi was even here in this town at that coffee shop in the first place was to meet up with Tina. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Also, Tina is blacklisted from that coffee shop. Yes. So that would make sense as to why she would invite her there, even though she's blacklisted. It would cause a whole commotion when she walks in looking exactly like her with enough time to steal a car. Yeah. And one other small detail that I don't know if this will come into play or not, but Naomi, I guess the day before she walked into the coffee shop, had had the worst day of her life. She was, like, sobbing all the way up to wherever this place was to meet Tina. So we'll probably springboard off of that, but I figured I should throw in that detail. Oh, yeah. So that we actually... <laughs> oh, yeah, have context. It. Yes. Um, so, like, I think I think after that, she has nowhere to go. And I think they find out that Tina skipped town. And I would bet she just left, left Waylay. Like, 100%. I think mm. that's how this all starts. So I think... I think Knox is a mechanic. I would almost bet it. Really? Dude, like, dude's burly. At mm-hmm. one point in the end, they say, like, he's got a bike. Mm-hmm. Like... The, his friends seem to be in a biker gang at the end, but his brother's a cop, so I, I, he has to be a mechanic. Like, come on, that's the hottest trope that, like, they always go for. He has to be a mechanic. That's fair, and I guess if he is, is part of, like, a biker mechanic gang, it would make sense why he's, like, trying to be this town enforcer, like, hey, you're not supposed to be in this coffee shop anymore type deal. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was, and I don't know if the, I mentioned this on mine, he straight up, like, was coming into a coffee shop and telling her to get out. Yeah. Like, because apparently the coffee shop is where everything goes down in this town. Yeah, because, like, they, they say that Tina had come in and been, like, harassing Justice and his customers or, or causing some kind of commotion there. So, which is why she was blacklisted from the coffee shop. Which you'd think would be like the town bar. But no, they have a coffee shop. So, I think they that after they found that her car's been boosted, uh, they wind up going through and, uh, you know... So, after they wind up finding out her bar, you know, her um, car has been boosted, um, she, she goes off with Knox. They meet, you know, they find out that Tina's the one that boosted it. And they, um, you know, she winds up falling down, finds out that, you know, Tina left Waylay, and she winds up having to go with Knox, and I, I guarantee you she went to the, the house, found out that Tina boosted her car, and Knox now is going to be like the bad boy with a heart of gold, and he, he's going to be like, uh, you know what, you can come stay with me. And so, you know, he winds up taking them in, and as they discover more and more of what's going on, she finds out... I would bet, and here, here's why I think he's a mechanic. Because they kind of drive in, it seems like there's a gang-esque element, or at least a biker mm-hmm. gang element. I think that's what causes the the romance fight, as you will. I think she finds out that he's connected to like this biker gang, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, I'm not going to have that around Waylay. She's already been with bad excuses. I think he probably loses his temper, and that comes up in a whole fight. She leaves. Okay. And I think that probably the more this goes on, they come to find out that Tina is involved in some kind of extortion ring. She has a whole list of names that she said she was going to wind up using to, to get her meal ticket. And she's a terrible mom, so she constantly leaves Waylay just in the wrong spots. Gets mad at her for stupid reasons. So I think her her latest baby daddy was trying to, to set up some kind of extortion ring. Which would make sense because in the last chapter, it does mention that Nash's name was on the list that they got from from Waylay. Tina and Duncan's list had Nash's name on it. If they were trying to you know, run this extortion ring, who do, would you want to extort besides a cop? Obviously, there's so many benefits for having oh, yeah, a dirty always cop. Have a, always have a man on Yeah, always side. have a dirty cop if you're going to do crime. Pro tip. They're running this extortion ring, and they come back to town in order to, after discovering that they don't have the flash drive that they thought they did, 
Tina and Duncan panic because they're like, oh shoot, all our names. What if someone gets their hand on it? That's why they end up coming back to town trying to you know, track down this flash drive. Because it does talk about Tina talking to Whaley about the flash drive and be like, where is it? Whaley lies to her and then Duncan threatens her and then she tells him, starts showing the truth. And then that's when I guess everything went down with people bursting in. Oh, yeah. To, to add people. context to this for everybody, Naomi got kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that 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 detail. I don't know if we added that in. So yeah, because at the very end, it was kind of thrown in there that they were kidnapped. So that means that at some point, Duncan probably came back and kidnapped them. I I, I suspect since there's so much reference to coffee that they were running like a cocaine ring. Oh. Little known fact: coffee is used to cover up the smell of cocaine. Makes sense. Um, in border dogs. Okay. So I believe they were running a cocaine ring and just had an extortion racket running as well along this. So here's 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 a wild proposition for you. Uh-huh. Because one of the people that I noticed isn't in, is doesn't show up at the big, you know, everyone shows up at the end is Justice. Do you think that Justice was involved in this? No, he does come at the very very does he? last. Yeah, the, like the last paragraph or two he shows up. I don't remember seeing him when I read through. Yeah, he's there. I, I promise you he's there. Maybe there's it, there's that was the only that was the only name I recognized, <laughs> other than Naomi and Knox at the uh, very end. There were three names in the first chapter and like six hundred at the very end. Yeah. Well, there goes that theory then. I mean, oh yeah, you're right. There he is. Yeah, he he's in there. He's he's a good guy, yeah. I think. Although Nash was injured at the very end. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe he like lost his his left arm or something, and that's why they're like, oh, you had to shoot with your right. Because it says he, you know, sure it was covered with blood and all that stuff. So I'm like, maybe he lost his, his left arm and still comes in clutch at the end. I don't know. But well, he had stitches because they did. The nurse did say he he popped his stitches. Ah. So chances are, like, part of the blood is obviously the stitches. I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think he got shot too. Back backtracking, so we're still along the same storyline. Okay. I think she moved in with Knox, and for at least a couple months. They were dating, getting along. Yeah. She liked this Viking man until probably his temper mm-hmm. got off, and she realized he was like part of some kind of local gang that really wasn't that good gang. Mm-hmm. But she she decides probably to leave. I would I would guess for Waylay, like mm-hmm. for being that maternal, you know, supplemental mother instinct. Yeah. She probably leaves for Waylay's sake, mm-hmm. and then. The in-between is like, they probably have a couple months of, of bliss and, and probably doing a little canoodling mm-hmm. um, in there, given this book. But I, I think she she winds up coming back, and when she comes back, I think that's when, uh, is it Dylan? Duncan. Duncan. That's when Duncan grabs her. Okay. Now, I could be way off on that timeline, but I think that's what happens. I think they find out, because she comes back, because she finds out that probably Knox was trying using his gang connections to help. Because mm-hmm. it's always some kind of weird misunderstanding of like, you know, like, I can't believe you did this. And they come back and they find out, oh, you were doing this for me all along? Kind of a, kind of a moment. So you think you think Knox was like vaguely involved in this in this smuggling ring? Or? I think, I think Knox was helping Nash figure out what was going okay. on. Yeah. And that looked incriminating to uh, him. Okay, okay. Yeah. Could be way off. But, like, if, if I had to just, just from the massive jump mm-hmm. and the fact that, like, he seemed panicked that she was gone, but, like, he hadn't seen her in a while. I think she finally decided to come back, probably left some kind of voicemail. Her phone was tapped or something, and then she got nabbed on the way back, her and Waylay. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I genuinely think it. Had, I bet you would be a cocaine smuggler because she's obsessed with coffee. Yes. Now that might just be a mind weird quirk of the character, but like, why would you mention coffee that much in a book? It's even like the first thing she says when she wakes up at the end. You know, after coming out of consciousness after she's been knocked out, she's like coffee, and then why though? That's the weird. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That's the weirdest part to me in this whole book is she her obsession with coffee. Like I know people <laughs> obsessed with coffee. I don't know people that have clearly been kidnapped. Probably sedated and or roughed up enough that they are unconscious. I think she got choked out because it talks about bruises on her neck. So like she gets yeah. choked out and wakes up and is like coffee. Like, <laughs> come on! I don't under. How do you have that much a fixation? Yeah, no, no clue. That's why I went to the whole cocaine. It's probably way off on the cocaine smuggling ring. It's probably just like a basic extortion ring. Mm-hmm. But like, there's, it's got to be something like that. It's got to be something extreme because like. Why else would there be a pile of bodies and cops just be cool mm. with it? Well, I think it was the cop that, like, I think that was him bursting in. Because they said that they followed a pile of bodies to get to track Nash. Because it was the two random civilians that burst in after everything happened. I think one of them was the librarian, which makes sense because where they hid the, the flash drive in a library. The other, I think, had some connection to Lucian, the other guy that was there for some reason. Which also, I don't know the whole backstory to these people because obviously we just read the last chapter, but... I'm remarkably shocked at how chill these people were walking into a what would literally be a carnage scene. Yeah. Of because they they describe multiple bodies. Like you're just not, you don't say like oh I followed the trail of bodies to you like yeah. and you're just like no I'm cool with that no that's fine like oh all my people are fine yeah cool that's like something you see out of like you know an 80s action movie not expecting it in some romance novel no. even like a gritty one. Which is why it was like such a wild leap going from the first chapter to the last chapter. Because, like I said, the last chapter literally starts with Knox beating the crap out of some dude. If um, not to death. It if, doesn't if really... Not, I, I kind of get the vibe that he might have been beating him to death, but I yeah. don't know. It, it never really specifies, and I don't think it really cares. Uh, my headcanon, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Dude's dead. They, when they were casually just like, oh, you didn't save any of them for us? I'm like, what the heck? You just walked into a massacre with... At least one wounded cop mm-hmm. and a couple of civilians. Also a, wounded. Also wounded. A child who, like, at best is maybe 10 to 12 because they reference yeah. her dating shortly. So I, I'm guessing 10 to 12. Because mm-hmm. that's generally when people start referring to little girls going like, oh, yeah, you're going to start dating. So, but, like, they walk into this. The first thing they're was like, I'm going to make jokes about the dead body in the floor. Like, the heck is wrong with these people? Following our theory timeline, yes, I think she gets nabbed. Yes, and that sets Knox off. Like he, he realizes oh, yeah. she gets kidnapped, and then he grabs his brother and the other cop, and they go, you know, full nineteen eighties action movie, mm-hmm. blam blam, thank you, ma'am. You know, come in and just drop people left and right. Yes. Now it does say in the last chapter that they picked up Tina in the next county. So somehow when this all started. Tina probably skipped town. Here's my theory with Tina. I think that she was an enforcer for this extortion gang, which is why she was there at Justice's place, which is why she was like so disliked. She was, you know, there roughing him up a bit. And that's why she got blacklisted, which I think is why she dips out of town. And since they have this list, obviously, if people don't comply, she's the one that goes in and takes them out afterwards, which I think okay, is why so she's... Do you, think, do you think it's a hit list because the Nash is on it, or do you think it's a, I think an extortion it's, list? I think it's an extortion list, but if they aren't willing to be extorted, 
It then, then turns into a, bo- a then hit Then it list. turns into a hit list, and they go in and take them out. Which okay. is why Tina is so quick to get out of Dodge, and so like, oh shoot, we need this list back, because this is super incriminating for our extortion slash potential murder. So, you just gave me an idea. So, what if the reason why she breaks up with Knox, or they have the whole big split up, okay. is because of Tina? What if Tina feeds her some bullcrap about Ooh. Knox, like being in part of a gang or part of this, this whole sleazy operation, and that's what breaks them up? And then she goes and probably like lives with Tina or, you know, leaves for some mm-hmm. reason. And obviously, he's taking I, Waylay. Yeah. I don't think that she ever goes to stay with Tina. I think, based on the beginning, she's super estranged from her. But I could see if Tina's like, yeah, Knox is involved in this thing that I'm involved in. I could see her being like, oh my gosh, Knox, you horrible person being. Like, you horrible person, why are you at all, like, involved in this thing that my sister is? Because my sister's a horrible person. Okay, yeah. No, I like that. And then, so, obviously they break up. She learns the truth that, you know, Knox probably isn't involved. It was all a load of crap. And I bet bet you she gets kidnapped at that point. Like, Mm -hmm. Tina lures her away. She gets kidnapped. And she gets, like, one kind of, one call off to Knox. Because there was the the quick line of, like, oh, you came. Mm -hmm. Somewhat expecting him to come. Yeah. Do you think that maybe, ooh, ooh, ooh. I think that maybe Knox broke up with Naomi. Because he's like, I'm getting involved in this thing for Nash that's super dangerous. I don't want her to get wrapped up in this. And then he, so he breaks up with her. And then that's when Tina feeds him the feeds her the lie. She's like, oh, well, it's because he's involved in this thing. Okay, Because okay. Tina's a sleazy hoe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, worst parent of the year. Yeah. 100% yeah, no. central. The fact that Whaley seems, like, moderately decent is, is a miracle based on what we hear about Tina. I mean, she even had the cute line of, like, she added a curse word because, you know, Knox is really gruff and she's expletive love you um she's like well i expletive love you too you know like the cute, cute yeah. little father daughter bonding moment yeah but don't tell naomi I yeah, said, yeah yeah don't say naomi so it was clear that like she's a really sweet kid mm-hmm. and that naomi probably has been the one parenting her most of the time since tina left yeah at least for most of the book for them to have all three of them to have built such a, a close bond, which which is why I think it happens over a period of like at least a couple months, mm-hmm. if not like a full year, because um, there's no way you build that kind of relationship in such a short time. So yeah. it, it has to be over like a couple months. So yeah. they probably she probably winds up living with Nash and Nash. Sorry, Knox. <laughs> Nash is the brother who I think is married. I think uh, he's married. I don't know. One of the people that one of the people that they see at the end has some familiarity with him, but I kind of got the vibe she was more of. Like his his police force partner, but I could be super wrong about that. I have no idea. <laughs> also, side side note, head because there's one note that mentions that Grandma rides up with one of like the biker guys. It is 100 percent my head that like Grandma is like the sergeant in this biker gang. She is all the bikers' grandma. Like yes, grandma. She yes, is, she is like the biker gang grandma. She yes. like babies all of them. She has to be the the grandma for all these guys. Yes. I think I don't know where these. I don't think the bikers really play into much of anything other than maybe like a tension point between her and Knox. Yeah, they're kind of like the link that she has between the link that she thinks she, he has to the seedy underworld. When actually, they're actually you know a bunch of decent, nice guys. 
Also, side note that apparently all of this at the very end is taking place near Waylay's birthday because he promises to get her like a really nice dress. And then he, you know, basically proposes to Naomi saying like, I'll get you a nice dress and I'll get you a wedding dress. So this poor girl, like this poor little kid just has a crappy mother who then is willing to kidnap her aunt and her in order to clearly make more money. I'm, I'm assuming, like, I'm going to say it's like three days before her birthday, just to make it even more dramatic. Like, this poor girl's like, ha, huh, my life is finally normal. I have an aunt that loves me. I'm not with my really crappy and semi-abusive mother. And, yep. like, um. it's, gosh, this book goes <laughs> off the rails at the end. Okay, connecting it to the, to the overarching theme. I think it is the quote-unquote, you know, the meeting to getting the car stolen, car stolen by Tina. She meets his brother, winds up moving in with Knox for a while. They wind up having uh, a fling. While taking care of Wele, yeah. since Tina just kind of dipped and left her there all alone. Somehow uh, finding out about this drug smuggling extortion ring. Yeah. Nash gets Knox looped in, so Knox can kind of go undercover a little bit. Knox breaks up with Naomi in order to be like, hey, I don't want you involved in this, but I can't say what's going on because I'm trying to be really subtle because I'm going undercover. Um, She's still carrying a torch for him. Tina kind of convinces her she knows what's going on to, you know, bring her in, kidnaps her and waylay. Yeah, because Waylay took the flash drive, which has all the extortion slash hit list names. Because uh, I imagine that list has like still extorting with this person, and then this person like needs to be hit. This person has been hit, you know. Yeah, um, like some kind, some <laughs> kind of just tracking who owes what, yeah. or who we've got in our pocket, or you know who we need to put under our yes. thumb. Kind of a kind of a list. They then they go go in all guns blazing. I have no idea how they find out about this. Like I've got no theories on how if, Knox figures this out. Well, if Knox is. If Knox is going undercover into this group a little bit, then that would explain why he's got this information. So he's kind of like leaking it to Nash. Nash is leaking it to the police force because he's part of the police force, and that's how they find out about this whole thing is because of Knox going undercover. Yeah, so then they lead into this giant gunfight yes. with Nash and Knox and some other cop. I can't remember the other guy's Lucian, name. Lucian, I think. Uh, maybe, I don't know. He, he he was in there for all of a paragraph. It didn't yeah. seem really important. <laughs> He's probably like an main character throughout the book, and we're just dismissing. <laughs> He's probably like the biggest character. He's like the reason those two got together. He's like mm-hmm. the counselor. He's the reflecky yeah. of the whole group. And we're just like, nah. He's not important, he, Lucian. He's, he's completely worthless. Watch like watch like even Nash be like a really side character, and we're like hyping him up yeah. to some extreme. So, okay, but they have this massive gunfight, which... Guns are loud. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love going and shooting, you know, skeet shooting and all that. Gunfights are really loud. Like, the massively loud. I think that's why everybody winds up coming at the very end. Is like kind of one of those moments that, ah, uh, we're going to come here and, and save everybody. Which, by the way, at least from the last chapter, the cops show up like two, three minutes late. Yeah. Like, Nash bursts in, and then everyone's fine. The random gunman that burst in for like a But I thought it was Lucian that busted in because Nash was already busted up. Oh, honestly, I have no idea. You know what? So I, I want to say I want to say it's Lucian just because I want to make him a super I nobody think, cares about character. I think Lucian was was there to be. I don't know. It's hard to track. Regardless, the police show up a couple minutes after everyone's safe, and then like two minutes after the police show up, like everybody in the town shows up. 
I mean, we're talking everybody, like yeah. EMS, Naomi's grandparents, who's the head, like the grandma to all the gang members, her dad. Some random, like a bunch of like random names that I'm like, I'm sure you meet throughout the book, but it's like, like Steph and Fee and... No, they're, they're, and, they're, and, they're and, pointless uh, characters. If they weren't referenced in the first chapter, yeah. they don't matter. Yes, they aren't, they aren't real. <laughs> Wele is the only other person that matters <laughs> in the storyline. And then, so then they wind up having, you know, they're happily ever after. There was an epilogue. We read the first and the last chapter. The epilogue is not the last chapter. So we have no, I have no idea what happens in, in the epilogue. I, I accidentally read it because I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to, but I have conveniently tried to forget it. So, uh, so for the purpose of this, I have, I have no idea what happens in the epilogue. So I'm, I'm going to just say, you know, they, they wind up living their happily ever after in, in, in their, their blood-soaked town of <laughs> gangsters wait, and... Wait, what, what was the name of the town? It was something, it was something really stupid, like um, Knockabout or something. Was it, was that, that was like it's, a, it's like some Joe Schmo everywhere town I that think, you probably would think of Montana. Yeah, except it's like Virginia. I think it's like Knockabout, Virginia is literally the name of the town, if I remember right. How is there a sleepy podunk town... In Virginia, like if you said Wyoming, Montana, like one of those states that's wide mm-hmm. open and like small town, but like Virginia, eh, Virginia's got a lot of a lot of open like a lot of open space, a lot of like country. Okay, I I, I just it doesn't strike me as Virginia. Like mm. this seems more like a wild west kind of town. Fair, totally. Fair. I mean, and that might just be colored by the massive combat at the end there. So. Oh yeah, there was there was some huge gunfight that I. I just play into Knox and his brother and one other random cop kicking the door in mm-hmm. and somehow taking all these guys out. Which, by the way, Knox is not referenced to have a firearm anywhere in this. He is. Does he? he? Yes. At the at the end, when the two random civilians burst in the door, it says he like trances his gun on the door because they hear the footsteps coming. He and also that means the dude he was wailing on like he could have shot him. He just was beating he, the crap he just out was of him. Like, <laughs> It's one rage, yeah. just like going ham on this dude's yeah. face. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. I think we, I think we solved the mystery of what happened between the first chapter and the last chapter. Yeah, it's clearly think- a drug ring that Knox wound up trying to go undercover for, and it caused some kind of issue. Yes. And then they shot everybody. And then they shot everybody, but they still set it up for the sequel because Duncan is still on the run. Duncan's still loose. He can come back and get revenge in the sequel. Oh, oh dang. We might have to. We might have to wind up picking up. Is there should that? we should we do a sequel down the road? Sure. Ah, we'll, we'll put it on the docket. Yeah. But hey, if you guys like this, we we're, we're probably gonna do rem, what what what's the name of the book we're doing next week? Uh, Reminders of him. Reminders uh, of him by, by uh, Colleen Hoover. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys like this, tune in. We're gonna be wind up doing Reminders of him. Thanks, guys. Thank you.